Well, thanks so much for letting me interview you and get an idea of Aspen Grove, Gary. You're welcome. <laughs> Do yeah. you want to maybe tell everybody, like, what is Aspen Grove? Yeah, well... <laughs> What is Aspen Grove? Uh, Aspen Grove School, uh, we are actually celebrating our 20th year this year. So it is uh, an independent school in Lanceville. Uh, we're just to the west of the highway by the, the big mall. Uh, and it was created 20 years ago by a, a number of family a number of families who wanted to create a, a leading school in our region. Um, what they felt is that they they wanted a, a place that would provide an education that their that their children uh, could go to and prepare them for this like incredibly dramatically changing world. Uh, typically preparing them so that they can do post secondary studies, but really they wanted them to be leaders, and so they envisioned a place that uh, that would be modeled off of many of the other independent schools throughout the world. Uh, a place that uh, um, would not only do the academics for the students, but would really focus on the, the whole development of a, of a child. So independent schools, people might not be familiar with, but there are, uh, we are one of 25 schools in, in British Columbia. That's part of the ISABC uh, right. Association, Independent Schools Association of British Columbia. Uh, and those 25 schools are really their mandate, their commitment is to develop the, the whole person and to develop leaders for the future. And so Aspen Grove is that school for Nanaimo. We, we've got a beautiful 40 acres. Uh, we've got a campus, so that means we have uh, six different buildings. Our students can start in JK3 and go all the way through grade 12. Uh, and in the process, we really uh, want to take a, a, a kind of a key central role in their development. So with the parents, uh, with the opportunities that we provide, and we want our, our children to really become their best selves uh, in the classroom, but equally outside of the classroom. And when you say JK3, so that's kind of uh, something that people don't really hear a lot, I feel like. Um, when I went to public school, there was just kindergarten to grade 12. So do you want to speak a bit about sure. that? Sure. Yeah, there's a whole world that's exploded in probably the last 10 years around uh, education before kindergarten. So there's preschool, uh, there's daycare. Many families have to find ways to, to help support their children before they actually enter the formal kind of K-12 yeah. system. Uh, and so there's a number of places uh, in our region that have started to create what we call junior kindergarten. So junior kindergarten for three-year-olds, junior kindergarten for four-year-olds. It's a pretty magical place. Place. Uh, we have incredible educators, but we also have access to the outdoors. You know, if you think about, well, I can't remember when I was three years old, but <laughs> what I see with our three-year-olds is they need to have like in a stimulating environment with yes. their teachers, and then they have to have like an amazing playground. And those two yes. combinations makes for a, a pretty magical time. So we have uh, uh, two JK, three, four classes. And uh, yes, yeah, so, so some families that are as young as two years of age, they're trying to figure out where their, their kids are, are going to go and how they're going to be cared for. And um, our program has a, a learning feel to it. Uh, so it's not just to watch our, our children, right. but it's to help them to develop. And of course, they're three and four-year-olds. So a real emphasis on play and nice. kind of that developmental appropriateness. So they, you know, you wouldn't, you, you're not sitting in desks. <laughs> you're not writing tests <laughs> oh, as three and four-year-olds. So. Uh, you're playing and you're playing in a, in a really structured uh, kind of layered way. Uh, yeah, it's a really magical place to see. Very cool. I mean, I, so I, I'm a little biased because I worked there, but I do remember um, like the space that they have for the, the JK program yeah. and seeing the little kids running around in almost like the the bush, like being little, little kids because there's the trees area back there and there's, you know, kind of field access. So 
it was it was great to see the amount of energy that they can they it can is, burn. It, so they, they burn <laughs> their energy, but they can learn so much. If you yes. think about like hands-on learning and having somebody be able to help them, um, you know, not just play to get the energy out, but to actually make sense of their their world. And we actively bring our students uh, out from three grade so JK three to grade three uh, in what we call forest program. So because we have this incredible campus, you know, unlike I think a lot of more urban schools where it's kind of concrete in a yep. school, we've got the forest and we've got um, you know the opportunities for the kids to play and 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 uh, get their hands dirty and. Um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty amazing to see what our teachers are able to do with that space. Very cool. And then if, so when somebody's thinking of putting their kid in a school, regardless of what age, it's always, you know, what school am I going to put them in? So a lot of people think, you know, there's only public schools available, but there are these independent schools. So can you kind of tell us the difference between a public school versus an independent school? Yeah, certainly. So so uh, obviously public schools are, are funded 100% by our government and by our taxes. Uh, and independent schools, it's fairly large in all of British Columbia. 15% of all students go to independent schools. Uh, here in the Nanaimo region, only 5% choose Nanaimo uh, independent schools. Right, as I mentioned, we're the only part of ISABC. There are some faith-based religious independent right. schools as well in, in the region. Independent schools, we need to uh, pay for our education in combination. We get some money from our government, but we also then charge a tuition f- uh, to our parents so that we're able to offer the breadth of programming. Um, I think what it does is it gives us an advantage to be able to have a few things like smaller class sizes, uh, to offer it's just a huge range of activities outside of the class. As I talked about earlier, how important that is to, to learn through clubs and through sports and through outdoor ed and, and through the arts. And so, uh, you know, through our, our parents' tuition, we're able to then offer a very broad and a very deep education uh, for our students. Very cool. And when I think of, you know, kids going and going to independent schools, since I've worked there now, um, do you find that there's a bit of a difference in, you know, the, the type of student that goes there? Do you have to be, you know, like you hear of, you have to be a certain type of person to go to, you know, a, a so-and-so private school, but do you, do you find that or do you find that it's a diverse mix of, of kids? You know what, the, the, the type of person that we want at our, our school is somebody that's curious uh, and somebody that has uh, some interest to try to figure out themselves in the world. That's kind of the key driver. And so, um, you know, one of the things that we don't have to, to, to struggle with is, is classroom management because the kids that come to our school uh, kind of as a rule of thumb are curious and they want to learn and they want to figure things out. And so that's probably the most important thing uh, when we uh, look for students or students that would be interested in in Aspen Grove. What's different about uh, independent schools and public schools to that point is that you actually do apply to independent schools. So right. not everyone that applies can get into to the various independent schools around British Columbia. And a lot of that is because we're, we're looking for what we call a mission-appropriate uh, student. And, and typically our mission is somebody that's curious and, and really is uh, interested in trying to figure out figure out what the world is all about. Now that's a little bit tricky when kids are three <laughs> years old and four-year-olds yeah, no to figure out which, which students are, are like that. And so one of the benefits about being in a school uh, like Aspen Grove is that they learn from one another. Um, so that actually builds a culture of curiosity, a culture of engagement, a culture of respect uh, uh, throughout 
Um, so yeah, that's that's really the key piece. Finances is something some people question. Like, is it too yes. expensive? Is it something that I you know I could I could never afford to send my kid to a to an independent yeah, school? Yeah, we hear that a lot. Yeah, and uh, really, what's what's I think been great about independent schools across North America, really across the world, is is that we want to, we want the best students, um, and and. Finance should not be the reason why you don't apply to our schools. There's a significant amount of financial aid available for uh, for our families, uh, and ultimately um, we provide the the aid that families need. So, if a family wanted to come to the school, the the, the student was mission appropriate. Uh, what they would be able to do is apply to financial aid, mm-hmm. and uh, based on their parents' income, they'd be able to to reduce the amount of tuition. Um, so it's kind of a needs-based system versus a, a flat fee. Right. It would be, it'd be incredible if I could go to BMW and buy a car needs-based. But uh, <laughs> from, from our perspective, that's really important because we are trying to educate the leaders of, of tomorrow. Uh, and so I don't think money should be the reason why you don't have that opportunity. Right, exactly. And what do you think about, I mean, when kids think of going to Aspen Grove and they think of going to... A different school. So it sounds to me like you're looking for kids that are just interested in things. It doesn't have to be something specific. And what I mean, in terms of programs, um, I know I hear when I talk to, to parents, you know, so-and-so's child has a really an interest in music or mm. athletics. So does your school offer, you know, those kinds of things to the students? Yeah, I think I think we're really fortunate to offer that's that breadth comment because mm-hmm. you know, we, we have the resources to offer the whole breadth of of educational opportunities inside and outside of the class. Um, I could talk a lot about our academic program. We're actually the only uh, school uh, in, in our region that offers international baccalaureate curriculum. Uh, so sometimes that's really interesting to families, especially if they're coming from outside of this region where the, it's called the IB program is very uh, well known um, around the world. It's actually a Swiss-based program. And what it does is that it creates a, an incredible pedagogy. That's the, kind of the teach, fancy word for teaching and learning <laughs> and assessment um, that's very active, very engaging, very hands-on, but it also creates a standard. So if if children uh, or graduates are interested in studying throughout the whole world, it helps other universities understand their uh, their academic abilities. So the IB graduates can study. We've got kids that will go to direct entry medical school in England, or they'll go to California and study at some of the best, uh, best colleges, best universities in the United States. It's because that IB curriculum gives the universities confidence of what the, the students are capable of, of learning. BC is kind of interesting right now. There's no provincial assessments. So it's very mm. difficult for universities outside of BC to know what people are actually learning. Uh, wow. And so marks don't have, uh, uh, th- there isn't that ability to calibrate marks from school A to school B to school C. No standard, There's really. There's no standard interesting. In, in the same way that uh, many people would be familiar with when they were younger, when you wrote provincial exams. Exactly. Uh, so the IB curriculum does allow us to have that standard and does allow our kids then to go to, to universities um, throughout the whole world. That's so interesting. And so in terms of universities, I mean, I know myself, the students can go to some really cool places, but do you find that... Um, say you want you know you know your kid is really interested Mm -hmm. in a certain university if they're in public school versus aspen grove is there a difference there in terms of prep and maybe um you know their ability to get in just based on that alone yeah i i you know i'm not so sure about you know what what happens fully in the public schools in our school because of the resources we you know 
our, our families uh, send their kids to our school because they expect that they uh, will have the opportunity to study yes. after high school. So yes. it's a, it has a university prepper, preparatory feel to it. Mm-hmm. We actually have a university counselor that starts working with our students around grade 9, grade 10 to help them understand what life in university looks like. Uh, we really stress program first, university second. Nice. Uh, some families think, oh, I really want to get into this university. Yes. And um, we feel that that's the wrong direction. It's like, what do I want to study? How do I want to change the world? How do I want to impact uh, you know, the future? And then find the right program and then the university that, that matches it. And so I think our students, are, well, I know our students are incredibly well prepared for when they leave us in grade 12. The Kind of for those that are interested, the IB um, curriculum, if you graduate with what's called a diploma, an IB diploma, you actually get credits for your university. So some of our students, when they graduate, they get almost a half a year or even more of university credit. They don't have to take the courses in their first year uh, if they have the DP diploma. So it kind of shortens their university life if that's important to them. If that's not important to them, it really prepares them for the first year. They tend to do extremely well in that transition. Very cool. So, I mean, there you go. A little bit of uh, future savings in the university (laughs) if you do the DP program. Yeah. You can pay for your your university during paying for your kids' prep for the university. Yeah, As 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 an educator, it's our goal that our kids have a sense of how they want to impact the world like that's mm-hmm. our that feel to me feels our reward when we hear our graduates come back which is a, a real interesting characteristic of independent schools is that our, our graduates feel very proud of their school and they come back they walk in the hallways they come back and meet with teachers cool. and they share you know share what they are doing and, and to see our graduates influencing the world and being engaged in the world i think that's the reward right, right for the work that the school does that's very cool. And I mean, now you said it was 20 years the school's been in operation. Yes. So it must be like, I know some of those teachers have been there almost from the beginning. So it must be really, really cool for them to see the, the students that they've had from the beginning to kind of... It, it is. It's, it's the legacy side of independent schools. And um, many of our teachers stay for uh, a long time. We have uh, a number of teachers that have taught there for, I think, 17 is the longest wow. uh, that we have right now. Uh, and, and the other part about well, what's exciting about Aspen Grove, if you're familiar with independent schools outside of our region, there are schools in BC that are 110 years old. Yeah. Uh, there are schools in BC that are 30, 40, 50 years old. And you can see what where Aspen Grove is going to go. The trajectory is is clear um, in that uh, as, as families move into our community or people in our community um, start to see the, the important role that education has in preparing their kids for the future, mm-hmm. um, we're the ones that you would you would look to, I think, first to see see how, how their child would be prepared for where they're going to go. So um, I think we're going to have a real um, a, a big role in the Nanaimo region um, to help uh, help our graduates move on and, uh, and, and take leadership roles in our in our world. That sounds amazing. I think I'm really excited to see where it goes. And so if somebody wanted to think about applying to the school, what what's their process in doing that? And in this in this modern world, the most important <laughs> thing to do is go to the website, go to aspengroveschool.com, uh, because all of the information is there. And what's nice about our, our website uh, is that you get a sense of the school. You'll get a feel for what we do. You can kind of poke around and, and, and see what academics looks like and what student life or what we call co-curriculars looks like. And then there's, of course, there's an apply page. And that apply page would give the steps around uh, how you reach out to our admissions team um we love people coming to campus and uh, feel and, and, and walk around yep. there is an assessment component to the admissions uh that that we do with the the, the student 
students. Um, and then, then there's the offer, and then the, they kind of move into the school kind of thing. We, we have an interesting process if there's space in our grades. There's what we call a rolling admission. So students can come in, in uh, November. Uh, right now we have a new family coming from uh, South Africa. They've moved into the area, and uh, their children's starting next week. And Very so, cool. So that's kind of nice for our school community. Uh, but most of the time people apply in that uh, January to March time frame uh, so that they get their kids ready for September. And so they go to the website, go through the process and it's pretty, uh, yeah, pretty clear. I think on the website, how to Fair. do it. Yeah. And if, yeah. So, so if, when somebody starts, say they start in grade three, does that save their spot every year going forward? Yeah, great. Yeah, great question. Yeah, so once you're part of our school, you're part of our school. We want to see you graduate, and we want to see you supported and challenged and nurtured all the way through. So yeah, that's your spot. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. And okay, well, I mean, that's that's a good descriptor of the school. Um, one other question I did have was an, the, your international student program. Um, is that still a thing? Is there, because I know that, um, you know, a lot of international students do want to come to Vancouver Island. Yeah, so our international student program grew significantly till 2020. And then you had that COVID thing that, that happened in 2020. And so we didn't actually, we did actually stop okay. actively recruiting okay. international students. We do have international students whose family move um, to the region. Mm -hmm. uh, and we are starting to look again at how we can open up uh, the opportunity to, to support international students. But right now, what the uh, kind of the, the method we've used is when families move yeah, into okay. the region, we support them. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for doing this with me. Is there anything else before we end that you think uh, people should know about Aspen Grove? I, I just think that uh, if you want something that's uniquely Vancouver Island, uniquely Nanaimo, uh, but it's also connected to the world, I think Aspen Grove is a really, uh, really compelling uh, opportunity for your children. Very cool. Thank you so much, Gary. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It's quite an honor. Thank you. That's our pleasure.